your money where your mouth is. Maybe an old adage. But as we chase zero together, a future with zero emissions, zero waste and zero inequality, the finance industry is increasingly implementing this very adage. Put your money where your mouth is. The financial industry recognizes the need for sustainable economic activities and SEP is here to help. My guest, Michelle Hassan-Donks, brings the best of both worlds with 20 years of experience in the area of financial processes and analytics, as well as his focus on sustainable finance. Michelle is the global solution owner for financial planning and analysis at SAP with a broad expertise in the area of finance and performance management. He is responsible for driving the go-to-market in this area for SAP and is highly involved in the key innovations topics and the overall solution strategy. Michelle also co-authored SAP S4HANA Finance, the reference guide to what's new, released in April 2019. As always, my name is Akshimola and you're listening to SAP Experts Podcast. Welcome, Michelle, to the SAP Experts Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. And that too, for sustainability finance, a topic that I had no idea what it meant before I met you. So yeah, well, it's it's really great to be here, actually. Nice to, let's see, do this in the beginning of the year. Absolutely, absolutely. It's right in the beginning of the year. And like I said in the beginning, this was the topic that I had no idea of before we met. You know, I heard the term sustainable finance. I had no idea what it meant. And I told you on our very first meeting that, Michelle, I know what sustainability is and I know what finance is, but okay, together, I guess I can figure it out with context clues, but what is it really? And then I went through this rabbit hole and I read a few hardware blogs and there was one and it defines sustainable finance as, and I quote, investment decisions that take into account the environmental, social, and governance, which is ESG factors of an economic activity or project. That's a lot of words. So Michelle, let's kick off the podcast with just that. What exactly does sustainable finance even mean? But you'll have to explain me, and that's your task, Michelle. Like, I'm five years old. (laughs) <laughs> okay, I'll put myself in the shoes of my son then, uh, or try to do that. Um, yeah, actually, indeed, we don't need to explain the term sustainability. I think everybody is aware of it. Uh, everybody is also convinced that we need to drastically change our behavior uh, as individuals, but actually on top of that, also as, as corporates uh, in, in the real world. Um, especially from an environmental perspective, that's the first thing that everybody thinks of. But of course, ESG is about more than just that climate change. It's also about so- social aspects and let's say the way to govern them. Um, and actually, just to take a couple of years back, um, in September 2015, um, there was already a kind of a formalized alignment uh, in, the, in the framework of the United Nations about 17 main goals, which go end-to-end, which are very generic, which are, let's say, encapsulating environmental goals, social goals, governance goals. I don't want to, let's say, kick all of those out because like, that's not something for a five-year-old. Um, but, but of course, everybody sees that. On the other hand side, however, um, let's say there is the corporate world. There's a classic way of, let's say, what drives uh, companies. 
And actually, most companies that I know uh, and that you probably also know, their strategy is to grow and to be profitable. Mm-hmm. Um, and ideally, the combination of those two. But that doesn't mean that they're necessarily, let's say, helping to, yeah, to reach those um, sustainability goals uh, that that we all kind of believe in and that we all see more and more are are necessary. Um, so actually, um, well, pushing just companies uh, because of legislation and I don't know what and regulatory reporting requirements and so on and so forth. Although it is one aspect. It's not really gonna push them, right? It's like mm-hmm. well, tax rules that you in, uh, that you put in place. Like we're naturally trying to, yeah, well, not break them, but let's say at least interpret them in a flexible way. And actually, that's what for me, uh, sustainable finance is all about—to bring those two worlds together. So on the one hand side, really the drive to let's say not necessarily go for those 17 UN SDGs, Sustainable Development Goals. Uh, but really to uh, to make sure that we understand we we are capable to report, we understand and we can simulate and, and through our different uh, scenarios to really see how we can get into a better sustainable world while still being able to grow um, in a profitable way or sustainable profitable growth, basically. That's for me, let's see, uh, one definition of, um, of uh, sustainable finance. Now, if I go and switch, let's say, from a five-year-old to maybe a grown-up, I think uh, one element to add uh, to this conversation, I, I, I think, would be interesting to to uh, to our listeners, is is actually that you can cut it up in three pieces, in three main areas. Of course, there is the regulatory regulations, which are well, not all that clear, to be honest, at this stage. Uh, some of them are voluntary, some are um, mandatory. There's all kinds of different uh, standards. We'll, we'll probably get to that later. Uh, but that's basically only one area. The second area is really uh, getting uh, access to money, to investment money. So all about financing and investments. Um, and the third area, which actually for me is, is very important, that's because of my natural connection to, let's say, the whole controlling and nfp a space, is uh, to make sure that we can steer our business in a sustainable way and in an innovative way, uh, to make sure that we are on the one hand side, we can be more sustainable as an organization and on the other hand side, make sure that we still, let's say, get to our profitable growth at, at the same time to, to plug those two pieces together. So that's actually the three you know, big subparts or subcomponents, I could say, of what we tend to call sustainable finance. Hope that's clear. Absolutely, absolutely. And I really liked when you said that, you know, this is really nothing new. But at the same time, you say that you said that we are becoming more and more convinced about the need to drastically change the behavior. You know, we're seeing this a global shift in the companies, like you said, you know, it's not only about finance anymore. It's not only about, okay, where's the money? It is top line, bottom line. Of course, that's there. But there's also something known as green line sustainability initiatives, which are on the top of mind for everyone. And like you said, there is a sense to drastically do something, a sense of urgency. So what are some of the key drivers which are leading to this sense of urgency? Yeah, it's you're absolutely right. Like sustainability has been around since uh, since quite some time. Uh, sustainable finance or the finance view of sustainability as well, and and actually, and and maybe that's partially my personal view on this. But yeah, 
a couple of years back, let's say most corporates or big organizations were, let's say, at least plugging in some, you know, sustainability or environmental KPIs into their annual reports saying that they're green or blue or whatever nice positive color uh, they were marketing with. Uh, but for me, that was more a marketing gimmick. That's really to convince the end consumer who was getting more, more let's say, attracted by you know green products, green services, uh, and that they want to, or that type of organization they want to buy from. Um, but of course, it was not necessarily always reality. To put it softly, <laughs> in my personal opinion, it would be like there was probably very little reality in there, um, and. Yeah, of course we need. We uh, like there. There is more and more push. You see that on the news every basically every day. You feel it in the in the climate, in the weather forecast, and and everything around that. And because let's say more uh, more and more uh, regulators and and like the, for instance the European Union, because I'm based out of uh, out of Europe. That's that's the example I I'd, I'd rather take. But of course there's there's multiple uh, legislations and, and guidances around the world. Um, that are let's say pushing uh, pushing those uh, uh, those corporates uh, into into the right direction. Um, is that one thing? Would that be the only main driver to let's say to really get there? I don't believe so because never ever is a corporate really uh, going to be pushed all the way into the right direction just because of regulations. Mm. Um, of course, it's nice to, let's say, to see this, uh, this evolution. And it is important to, for instance, to see the introduction of, uh, of the EU taxonomy, which is just one example on how to create a definition and classification of different green or not so green, in other words, brown uh, economical activities. Um, but that's not necessarily, let's say, the, the only thing we, we should do and, and right. which is being done. Um, so actually, of course, it's it's nice, but it's uh, first of all, it's not the only one, right? So there's all kinds of different task forces. There's the TCFD, the so-called Task Force for Climate-Related Financial Disclosures. Whew, I got that good in one, in one go, <laughs> uh, which is quite influential, but you also see more and more information coming out of IFRS, uh, out of the IFRS board and so on and so forth. So that's that's let's say that's one drive. Um, that's actually very important, and it's definitely pushing uh, organization. But I said, yeah, that's not the only one. Actually, if we if we look more at the macroeconomic perspective on sustainability and how the overall economic world works, that's where I think we see a much more important, uh, in my personal opinion, um, drive, which is uh, coming to surface more and more. Um, what do I mean by that? Basically, it's all about the financial services world, the investors world. Mm. Um, let's say players in the financial services industry are more and more pushed towards injecting capital in green economic activities, while it's getting, on the other side, more and more difficult uh, and, like, in other words, more and more expensive for organizations to get investors' money for brown or not not so green activities and i think that's let's say that access to capital um and the cost of capital uh, related to this is is really uh driving uh, a big uh portion of of that change um but back back to the the company perspective so the mic the, the micro uh, economical view, uh, we could also call it, just to make that comparison to to the macro level. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, of course, that cost of capital is clearly important um, uh, from from their side um, as well. 
um, because of, let's say, the potential investors' risks. But there's, of course, also the market, which is changing uh, the increased focus on sustainability by the end consumers. Let's say also, let's say, the, the big eyes which are put on, uh, on, let's say, how a company operates, what they do, how they ship, um, whether they basically cross the world two times, which is, of course, not, let's say, the optimal supply chain, not only mm -hmm. from a cost perspective, but especially from a sustainability and an environmental perspective. And of course, let's not forget the reputational risk, because at the end, let's say, especially for uh, B2C uh, organizations in that case, um, a missing focus on sustainability can more and more destroy uh, the reputation of a company. So that's actually... A, a set of different yeah, levers we see growing and, and moving around, uh, which go way beyond just yeah, the typical um, regulatory uh, bodies. Of course, it's an important element, but it's definitely not, not the only one. Which actually brings me to kind of in, in summary, the, the three main aspects, and that's of course, sustainability compliance, the financing part, so sustainable financing, and let's say the sustainable business steering innovation, uh, let's say, which is really all about target setting, scenario planning, simulation, and analysis, uh, which again, let's say, is the one I, um, I, I typically look into most uh, because of my background. Michelle, when you were describing that whole thing, I couldn't help but keep thinking about my childhood when you were the way you were explaining sustainability finance and how that is is growing up, um, like sports, arts and crafts used to be mandatory activity in school, but I was a bookworm, I used to study and I used to do just enough for the arts and crafts and sports and all of that. It was just enough. But, you know, and, and that's a regulatory aspect. You do just enough for the regulation just to make them happy. <laughs> exactly. But when I was like, okay, I, I want to study in, in the States and I was applying to my dream schools, I was thinking about doing all that. They look at you as an overall individual, as an all-rounder. And I started doing that more diligently. Because again, like what you were talking about, investors, investors are becoming very, very keen. They are get, getting very interested where to put their money. They want to put their money where their mouth is at. So there is that aspect as well. And of course, during that uh, journey, you yourself realize, well, okay, this is great for me. This is actually beneficial to me. I have interests. I have talents. And companies are also realizing that, hey, being sustainable is financially beneficial to me, but it's also beneficial to me in so many other ways. Like you can have supply chain issues if you're not sustainable. You can have all the other kinds of issues. And here you are tackling all of this all with sustainability. So even if you're the... It, the kind of company you're like, listen, I only care about my revenue. I only care about my profit margins. Great. You want sustainability as a part of your overall uh, strategy. So with that said, can you share some thoughts around how our solution, SAP solutions are helping with sustainable finance? Yeah, sure, I can. But before actually jumping into uh, what we can do for others, um, I'd like to pick you up on some of the, the, the notes you, you just made. And also look at it from, from an SAP perspective, because we don't only want to support other organizations, we think mm -hmm. we should also be the putting out the right example from our own side. So right. acting the right way uh, in, in the world we all live in. Uh, so and in addition to, let's say, well, support others and be an enabler to become a more sustainable organization, we also want to lead as an exemplar. Um, actually in the in, in the world of today. And, and not even today only, because actually we started this off uh, already quite, uh, quite a number of uh, years back. Mm. Uh, as one example, for instance, our transparent reporting, sustainability-related reporting, and not just as a marketing gimmick, which I mentioned before, but really profound. 
Well, actually, we are doing that since 20, 2012, so uh, 2012, um, for 401. Next to that, let's say we are constantly, let's say, fine-tuning and accelerating, let's say, our, our goals uh, going forward. For instance, and, and I'm just, I don't plan to mention all of these. You can read up or people can read up on that in our annual report and, and on the web. Uh, that's not what we're here for. But let's say... Um, we, we, for instance, um, have a 100% green cloud since uh, since a couple of years already. We want to be CO2 neutral by 2025, and I believe um, that's even ex being accelerated to 2023. Um, all, for instance, in the context of really committing to achieve a net zero, uh, let's say, footprint along our entire value chain, which, of course, is not the most complex one, right? We are not, let's mm -hmm. say, heavy producing and shipping around a lot of stuff, but of course, on the other hand, let's say there's a lot of people traveling, which also has some yes. kind of an impact, right? So if I just look at myself, we really, really want to, um, to, to uh, let's say, really lead by, by example, not only from an environmental perspective, also from a social uh, perspective, of course. Um, that's just a note I wanted to, uh, to make from my side on that. But frankly, apart from that, I think uh, where your question was really going to was, okay, how can we support uh, other organizations? And then, of course, you get to, to kind of tooling uh, to what SAP is known for, and let's say solution supports of software solutions where we can, we can re really help. And in order to, let's say, give you some insight in that, I think um, first and foremost, I, I think it's important to look at it from not just a sustainable finance perspective, but from a sustainability perspective uh, overall. We just launched um, accidentally, uh, I think today or yesterday, a new communication to the outside world on, on our SAP Cloud for Sustainability Enterprises uh, offering, which is actually a combination of, of, of different elements, which are not only tackling sustainability reporting and steering, which I already mentioned, which is also focusing on climate action, uh, circular economy aspects, as well as social responsibility uh, aspects. And of course, it's clear that this goes in certain cases far beyond, let's say, the finance aspect of, uh, of sustainability, like, for instance, the circular economy, the impact on how you, for instance, um, create and develop new products, um, how you reduce material waste, how you uh, increase, um, for instance, reuse across your supply chain. That's much more, let's say, supply chain and less pure finance related. Of course, it rolls back into finance at the end of the road, uh, but actually it goes way further than that. Now, but focusing, let's say, on, on, on our topic at hand, there's, let's say, there's three areas where I believe already today that SAP can already support. And that's actually the three categories already mentioned. So let's mm -hmm. say the whole compliance bit and piece. So like, let's say com corporate compliance reporting, also from a social perspective, business integrity uh, analysis and reporting, um, let's say product taxing and pricing and so on. That's, that's basically one area where we can definitely help. And we have, let's say, a number of solution components. Um, from an investment perspective and a financing uh, perspective, I think the whole topic on, on, on managing and trading uh, green bonds and emitting them uh, on, let's say, uh, investor-related reporting. Uh, we already mentioned the EU taxonomy-related uh, reporting, but also, let's say, managing financial green assets. Um, that's basically another area, let's say, the second big area where I do believe, let's say, we do have, let's say, what it takes 
to support organizations in, in managing that. And then from a business steering perspective, an innovation perspective, also there, the, let's say, steering control of corporate uh, uh, sustainability strategy, uh, making sure that I drive the right investment cases and, and I, I'm simulating them in the right way. I can op operationalize, let's say, also my strategy uh, by making sure that I embed sustainability, for instance, in my financial or my, let's say, corporate-wide company-wide planning, uh, that I link, uh, let's say, my sustainability into my supply chain plan, um, that I have my, um, what should I add more? There's more to tell, of course. Uh, of course, your sustainability internal uh, reporting, all of that is also where we definitely can, um, can support. Now, you hear in these three categories, a lot of, let's say, analysis and reporting and simulation. And that's actually the first it's a layer where mm. we believe we already are already uh, to, to support organizations. So let's say from an analytical platform perspective um, in, in these three areas. So from, uh, let's say, a, a compliance perspective, from a financing perspective, and also from a performance management perspective, I could say in, in simple words. But our goal at the end of the road is not to just, let's say, help organizations report and analyze and let's say plug everything together in some kind of a stupid data warehouse type <laughs> of application it's not stupid it's more simple let's right. say um, that's not where we are we believe we can really be differentiating where we are differentiating and we're already working on that is actually to also inject let's say this whole concept of a sustainable finance and all of the related aspects into our operational environment um, below mm. And, and actually, the preparation of the analytical layer, uh, which I, I know we are not the only ones to, to offer to be offering in the, in the market, um, we are already plugging that into and preparing it in such a way that it's easily uh, plugged into uh, your operational environment to really be able to breed sustainability in the day-to-day -day operations as well. So that's kind of where we are taking this. Wow, wow. And Michelle, when you were explaining that last bit, I was thinking about, you know, how the infinity symbol is, the, the bimodal aspect of all of this, because the analytics, the reporting are not just sitting in a pretty little graph or a few pretty little graphs in a dashboard, not to be forgotten or to be shown mm -hmm. in one meeting. But it's like, okay, here we have this. Let's use it in the operations. The operations which are happening, we get analytics from them. And that those analytics are used to improve and you, we can see how that infinity is happening, the constant improvement, how it's happening. I uh, absolutely loved hearing about that. And you also mentioned some topics like uh, uh, sustainability reporting as well as circular economy. And we have those episodes for our listeners uh, right here on an SAP Experts podcast. And I'll be dropping those in the show notes as well. But for Michelle right here, I would like to switch gears a bit because I kept hearing, you know, your first love, accounting and finance, you know, you have this uh, economics education. So where does your personal motivation towards sustainability come from? <laughs> well, actually, um, for me, sustainability is not a separate aspect. It's just one mm -hmm. or and a very important ingredient in how Let's say we should, as, as let's say in the, in, the, in the mindset of a CFO or a group controller, for instance, how to steer your business. Actually, um, what my entire like, career, if I, if I may call it that way, is all about try to focus really on the value add of, uh, of the CFO and her or his team uh, to the entire organization. And 
for me, sustainability is not like this other separate thing. It's just, let's say, part of, 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 the, of the activities. It's just like a very important set of the ingredients uh, which we need to take care of. And we, we need to uh, think of, let's say, when deciding whether let's say, we go for investment A, B, or C, or where we want to drive our business and how we can really maximize the value creation, not only for our, uh, for our company as a, as, uh, in itself, but also for the world we live in. Which actually brings me to the second part, and it's, that's the really personal thing. That's the world we live in. Like, I'm a, I'm a cyclist uh, since, since quite a few years. I do that in order to free up my mind next to the, let's say, the lot of work we are doing and the interesting work we're doing. Yes. Recently, I've added mountain biking uh, more and more, and I love to climb mountains. Uh, I, I was just in the north of Italy uh, wow. at the end of August enjoying and climbing some of the passes over there. But I also love to go around and, and mountain bike in the, in the woods. But of course... In order to do that, and I know it's just one aspect, and I think everybody probably finds a, such a similar touch point, whether it's hiking or anything else, right. but we love typically as human beings, we love the connection to, to nature. At least I do. Yes. Um, and I know it's only the environmental aspect. The same applies, of course, to social. I'm all in for, for equality. Actually, that's aspect, of course, like saying, uh, getting back to nature, uh, and then my connection to nature, that's really like, well, like we shouldn't lose that. And if we, if we think about, let's say, how we are tr- have been treating the world in the last uh, 100 years, I could say, well, we've not been treating it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so combining those two like, motivations is really making uh, my heart tick stronger and faster for the aspect of, for the topic of sustainable finance. Beautiful, beautiful. I loved hearing about, you know, your personal connection. I always love hearing about that, you know, the beautiful nature that we have. And of course, the social aspect. And these things are so intertwined, right? Places in which we have food deserts, for example, or we, we can always say, oh, you should recycle, you should recycle. Is it even possible to recycle in that region? So these all things go hand in hand, which is why it is so important. And speaking of, yes, it is important, but sometimes it can be hard to handle. And why can it be hard to handle? is because there is a lot of data. You know, I heard a little bit of when you were like, oh, stupid data dashboards. I know you didn't mean it like that, but you know, I heard that little frustration in your voice, right? (laughs) And there's a reason why that comes in because it's a lot of data. How do we arrange it? How do we clean it up? What do we do with it? So what are some of the overarching challenges we see when it comes to sustainability initiatives and uh, the respective ESG data? Yeah, I, I think you honestly already gave the answer that to what <laughs> the main challenge in this space is. And that's what I would summarize in two words as the data challenge. Um, it's in, from a corporate perspective, but also from an investor's uh, or, or a financial service industry perspective. And there's a lot of initiatives, let's say, going on to, to, to let's say, clear that out. And yeah, like, yeah, there hopefully will be more and more harmonization of, of let's say, these different types of standards and taxonomies and I, I do believe and like I'm a positive person so I I, I dream of let's say uh, having this fixed in 2022 probably not to a 100% but we definitely see um, like uh, uh, with the COP convention of last uh, last year in, in Glasgow for instance that let's say there's a lot of initiatives going on to, to really try to standardize not only 
let's say, the quantifiable um, performance indicators like finance uh, or, let's say, measurable things, but also non-financial indicators in the area of, of, for carbon emissions and, let's say, but also in governments uh, aspects in the end, let's say, what, what, what does diversity mean? Uh, what does health and safety mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do supply chain labor standards mean? And so on and so forth. So, like, so how can we really grasp that? Um, I think that's, let's say, that's some of the data sets which are important to any, any organization. And on top of that, for the financing and investment world, I think that's even, let's say, more complex to them. Right. Uh, let's say because they they need to handle additional measures, and actually the regulatory bodies are first and foremost, as mentioned, looking at the finance uh, or at the FSI space uh, to to really uh, make this whole thing work. Um, of course, the problem is is yeah. Well, the data is sitting everywhere, so we need to bring this together. There's these different standards, which we already mentioned, and and actually all the overall uh, quality and maturity. Um, of of all of those data points is is just relatively poor for the time being, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, in general terms, of course, we all think in the same direction. We know that we need to do this, but there's a lot of let's say mapping that needs to be done and harmonization of of, of standards and let's say kind of trying to speak the same language uh, across across the world. It's probably not gonna let's say end up being one language across the world in the in the near future. But I think the overall aim is still there. And I think the importance of the topic mm. overall globally um, is, uh, is definitely helping um, to, to get there. I think that would be basically the main, sh- uh, the, the, the main big challenge uh, to, to kind of summarize it, like, because we can talk about this, uh, uh, let's say, for, for the next uh, 24 hours or even much longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, no, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, going back to the root term, sustainability finance. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm very curious about the role of the financial services industry in this entire uh, uh, sustainability debate. We kind of spoke about the investors. Uh, You once alluded a little bit about like there are so many banks which have joined this movement. Tell us more about that. Right. So, yeah, actually, the, the, the invest or well, when I mention investors, um, like I don't mean just investors, but I definitely also was pointing out to the financial services industry. Mm. So basically to banks and and let's not forget insurance uh, companies, because they're they're really important in, in their entire game. And actually by, um, for instance, in Europe, let's say if you look at, let's say how um, the European Union is trying to roll out, if I may say, the, the, the economy, actually, they're really pushing this into, um, into corporates through, let's say, the financial services industry to, to, uh, to a large uh, um, portion, uh, let's say. Because, of course, let's say the access to capital, cost of capital um, is so utterly important for organizations to make sure that they can go after the right investments um, and, and, let's say, grow in a profitable way. And of course, ideally also in a sustainable, profitable way. Um, that basically um, is, um, well, the financial services industry is really put uh, at the centerpiece or at the center of the, of the entire exercise. Um, so they're, they're absolutely crucial. And they're also, let's say, kind of, yeah, they're like intrinsically motivated because or like they also have more and more regulations put into their necks. Uh, on let's say where they are allowed to to uh, uh, invest and put their money, um, and um, and if not in the green space, then or in the social sustainable uh, space, 
then actually there, let's say, there's going to be more and more um, requirements put uh, on top of, let's say, still allowing to uh, to uh, to disclose that uh, that money to those particular companies or activities uh, in a way that it's going to just be simply stated uh, much uh, much and much more, uh, more expensive, which actually at the end of the road and let's say boils down to the let's say cost of capital that. Uh, is uh, hitting the corporates uh, at the end of the road. So that's, I believe, in very simple terms, um, how the different, um, let's say, pieces of the puzzle link together. Wonderful. And Michelle, you already have alluded to this. You've already mentioned a lot around this, but we all know financial institutions like banks, investment companies, all of these companies, they're in the business of making money at the end of the day. <laughs> so they are <laughs> they, they really are and nothing wrong with that and how does sap help in connecting the financial and non-financial kpis you know we have environmental social governance in other words how does sap help in putting a price tag on non-financial performance indicators like sustainability <laughs> Let's say to answer that uh, that one, uh, and I'm definitely don't want to say that I'm a financial services uh, industry expert at all. Like I would have to look at uh, some of my colleagues, uh, let's say, to chime in uh, in a way. Uh, but let's say still still to try to give you an answer um, on let's say how we link and, and we try to add this um, uh, uh, price tag. Um, on non-financial performance indicators. I think there's different ways, first and foremost, like, and that's actually what I heard also from some of my colleagues uh, and much more active in the FSI space, that there is different ways to judge if a corporate uh, meets a certain ESG guidelines, which of course for, for banks and insurance companies is, is really crucial because like, that's very important for them to understand whether they should and, and are kind of allowed uh, between quotes uh, to, to invest or to put money in those companies. Um, why? Because of course, there's no single standard, um, but from, um, from the investors or the banking uh, perspective, um, actually there's, there's three main, let's say, ways to, to try to measure uh, and to put this value tag on, onto it. Uh, a first one being that, let's say, the, let's say it focus purely on the investment at hand in, let's say, the usage of the investment proceeds, um, or in other words, the cash or cash equivalents received for a specific investment, uh, meaning that there's a really specific follow-up on the investments and whether it's green or not. And that's, of course, where, for instance, um, in a European context then, and sorry for, let's say, grabbing back to the European example uh, two, mm-hmm. uh, one, one too many times or a couple of two, uh, a little bit too much. Uh, but that's basically where, of course, let's say things like the taxonomy, categorizing different activities uh, is, is really helping. Of course, it's not worldwide. It's not standardized. So that's really making it a little bit of cumbersome, a little more cumbersome. But that's also where we can help, let's say, with doing some kind of intelligent mapping with delivering content and so on and so forth. So that's the first one. Let's say kind of a narrow view. Let's say a second one, of course, is to look at it slightly more uh, more broadly uh, by linking in a number of, uh, of, let's say, more and more becoming available and and, and being uh, more and more standardly used, uh, a whole set of ESG-related KPIs, which are then, let's say, somehow connected to the UN uh, goals I, I mentioned in the, in the in the in the very beginning, and let's say a third uh, step into let's say the way of thinking and let's say adding the price tag 
um, is, is actually, uh, let's say, go for a real holistic view on, on what a corporate is doing and how they're, uh, how they're dealing with things. And, and, and actually, if the corporate then does not meet predefined goals and guidance uh, or guidelines, um, actually, um, what this typically would have as an impact is, as you can imagine, um, that the, let's say the position or the, the step up or step down of the, of the yields, or in other words, the interest level of um, of, uh, of let's say what what they need to pay on on top of the capital provided, um, is going to hit them less less or or more. Uh, so actually, directly hitting also the bottom line uh, of of a company. And so that's also an interesting way to see how the green line and the bottom line uh, can be can be more more easily uh, connected together. Um, now, in order to help, let's say, those financial services uh, um, industry companies or actors uh, with that, actually also there, um, we do believe that SAP can already help them to gain today with, let's say, providing such a framework to calculate uh, not only, let's say, such interest adjustments and conditions, but also, let's say, half the, as mentioned before, the analytical framework end-to-end also to support them in creating this holistic view on a, on a particular a company and a typical a particular sector, for instance, as well. Um, and uh, where we're actually, to just mention one product name, the sustainability control tower is, mm-hmm. uh, is definitely a key component, which is yeah, actually a combination of analytical capabilities and content and mapping functionality and the ability to link uh, data, non-financial and financial data from different sources altogether uh, in one place so that it's really usable. Hope that's making things a little bit clearer. So. It, it absolutely is. In fact, uh, towards as we move towards the end, I would like to go right to the beginning. You know, when uh, Michelle, you had mentioned that there's a sense of urgency. And yes, there is a sense of urgency towards sustainability, but we all know it is one that will have long-term implications too, which is the cost of inaction if we do nothing. So what would be your general advice to those who want to get started, they want to jump in with their sustainability strategy, want to have meaningful, actionable reporting, but are uncertain on how to proceed? What would be the quickest way to just get started? <laughs> I think, well, um, if you're not started as, as, as a company um, today, um, then you definitely should, right? Again, let's say for one time, looking back at what we've been doing at SAP, we've been, let's say, let's say focusing on this since a very long time, as already mentioned earlier on. So let's say that's my main message. Like you need to, let's say, focus on this. Uh, it's not, let's say, it's not like something for the future. It's really there uh, today. And I think, let's say, um, the first step, and that's also the way we're building, um, or we have already been building a large part of, uh, let's say, our solution portfolio for sustainability, is let's see focusing on the analytics part first. Or let's see metric calculation, reporting, uh, let's see some overdue dashboards, but also let's see adding to that the what if scenarios to make sure that we really can steer our business in a complete way. And it's not really that much of a rocket science. Like everybody's, um, let's say, not like more and more we see companies focusing on. On, on a broader way of, 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 for instance, also planning, like the evolution of FP&A to XP&A from financial planning and analysis to extended planning and analysis, for instance, or, or end-to-end uh, approach. It's just, let's say, a small step to also fully integrate the mm. sustainability aspect. And let's say the platform which we provided already for, for, for financial planning and for extended planning actually is the same basis for, let's say, this 
the sustainable finance approach or the sustainable steering approach. And let's say adding on top of that, the content which we provide with sustainability control tower, the mapping possibilities we add, let's say with the underlying engine, which is called PAPM, which is also part of this portfolio can really help, let's say, a lot of corporates across different industries. And that's a very important element to add here. Let's say in already kind of providing kind of benchmark reporting, especially from an internal perspective on the one hand side, but also the external reporting requirements. Mm. Also there, of course, we are following this, um, let's say on a daily basis, I could say, to make sure that we can address also those requirements. Although they're not always mandatory, but they're getting mandatory, more and more mandatory at, at, a, at a very fast pace. So I think that's, let's say, the really the very first part to look at. Now, on top of that, of course, let's say extending that, um, going more and more scenario simulation, integrating risk management solutions, integrating other aspects, of course, is also uh, a, next, a next step. And I'm actually, from a product development perspective, already mentioned uh, it's briefly, I think, before. Mm-hmm. Is, let's see, we also want to integrate this more and more into our operational systems. And from a finance perspective, for instance, uh, we are working on a concept which is called value chain analysis, really giving you a complete view on the, a financial view on your end-to-end supply chain, or in other words, your value chain, where you can also inject and interact and go for different scenarios to see how we can really bring this to the next level. Also there, actually, we are preparing this in such a way that we can easily inject the sustainability aspects like carbon front footprints uh, as an easy one. Like everybody mm-hmm. knows about carbon accounting these days, I think, or at least has heard about it to also be able to plug it in. But in the same way, I think um, we are ready, let's say, to support a lot of organization or any other organization to let's say, start with, let's say, the, the, the analysis and the reporting and, and even, let's say, the simulation capability today um, with a lot of content which comes out of the box, which we can pretty easily map also to a certain, let's say, regulatory um, uh, pieces of work. Um, and, uh, and that's basically the, the first step in, in the right direction, um, I would say. So, Always helpful. I'm always willing to let's say, go into more detail on this, but I think yeah, <laughs> it would lead us too far to even detail this further out. Absolutely. And Michelle, you bring up a, such a great point, right? To get started or even to improve upon an existing strategy, that can be such an overwhelming, Herculean task. But at SAP, we have been there, done that, got a t-shirt. We've been doing sustainability internally for ourselves, as well as with our solutions for some time now. So when in doubt, you can always use a trusted advisor in SAP. Uh, We have expertise here. So customers, they can always reach out and have a friend, a sustainability buddy within SAP. So with that said, as we come to a close, do you have any general advice, uh, anything else you would like to share with our audience? Because sustainability is really such a multifaceted topic. Yeah, and actually, when you were uh, asking this question, I was just thinking about exactly the same word, the fact that sustainability is so multifaceted. And so it's very easy to get drowned into, let's say, the whole complexity and all of the aspects. So let's take it one by one. And I do believe, and maybe a little bit subjective because of my finance background and my focus on business steering, but let's say sustainable finance is really like a, a good way to start. Let's say getting 
starting, let's say, with, with a first view and getting a clear view on where we are, where you are as an individual co a company, how you're acting, and also making sure that you understand, let's say, where you want to uh, get to. And of course, let's say, how fast and where and how and what scenario, that really depends on, on your individual organization, your corporate mindset, your corporate goals, um, also the industry that you're active in, because of course this is hitting uh, some of us, let's say, harder than, than some others because of the different type of supply chain. Um, but let's say, rest assured, let's say we can, we can definitely, let's say, help. Um, I would invite, and that's going way beyond sustainable finance, uh, but to hash, have a, just a quick look at this new communication we just came out on sap.com slash sustainability, uh, where you can really find a hell of a lot of information on how we support organizations end-to-end. -end. So even if you're active in supply chain, um, also there, for instance, in terms of product development, um, also there, for instance, uh, is just one example on where we can really support organizations already today. So, but yeah, focus is, of course, as always key. Um, we can't tackle everything in one go. Uh, and I think having a clear view on your current situation and want you, where you want to go um, um, from a steering perspective, it might, might make a lot of sense to start just there. SAP.com slash sustainability. So I would be definitely dropping that in the show notes. But the next thing that I will be dropping in the show notes is, Michelle, if our audience wants to get in touch with you, ask a few questions around sustainable finance and sustainability in general, where can they find you? Well, probably the easiest way, and, and I think, uh, well, I'm, I'm an SAP employee, so my email address is probably not going to be <laughs> uh, very hard to find, so michelle.hausenox at sap.com. But also, let's see on LinkedIn, that would probably be the easiest one uh, to find me. Uh, so also there, I'm, I'm pretty active. I try to post every now and then. And if you're, let's see, coming up with questions, like uh, rest assured, I'm going to pick them up. Maybe not today, uh, but I definitely check it uh, on a regular basis. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for joining us today and educating us on this expansive world of sustainable finance. Thank you so much. <laughs> you're more than welcome.